This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z, telling it like it is. Good morning and welcome back to the Truth Hurts program. It is Tuesday, July the 6th, 2021. My name is Steve Z, back from the weekend for Independence Day. Independence for the entire United States of America. Freedom from tyranny and oppression of the British government back in the year 1776. 245 years have passed, plus two days since the day the Declaration of Independence was signed. The 245th birthday of America came and went this past weekend, and patriotism in our nation is perhaps at its lowest point in my 58 years on the planet. Now why is that, you might ask? Well, there's this constant need, desire, really weird compulsion by the left, by the media, and especially by the 13% A hyphenated American minority. According to Mediaite, Representative Maxine Waters has blasted the Declaration of Independence. She says, quote, white men wrote it when African-Americans were enslaved, unquote. You're right. Imagine that. Actually, Maxine Waters said something that is correct. The Declaration of Independence from the tyrannical rule of Mother England was written by the educated leaders of a movement to break free from Britain. And they happen to all be white men. White men who could afford to raise an army and pay that army to fight off the British to break free from England's rule. They were white men. So what? Black people in this nation in the year 1776 were ignorant, uneducated, uncivilized slaves who were dragged out of Africa by their own black counterparts, sold by black men in Africa as servants and sources of manual labor sold by black men to black-owned slave markets and then resold to black folks and white folks in the 13 British colonies that broke free by signing the Declaration of Independence on July the 4th, 1776. There were not very many educated or wealthy black men in this country, Miss Waters, in 1776. In fact, Miss Waters, had black people not defeated other black people in Africa and sold black people to the 13 colonies, those black people would still be in Africa, killing each other in tribal skirmishes and battles and wars, screwing monkeys and whatever it was the hell those uncivilized, animalistic black people were doing. I remember watching them on National Geographic when I was a child. These are facts, Miss Waters. The vast majority of the black population in 1776 could not read or write or count or speak the language of this nation because they were sold by black people to other black people and then shipped to the West Indies and sold to black slave markets where they were then sold to black and white plantation owners and large farmers in the United States. 
This is what the idiot moron Maxine Waters had to say. So the Declaration of Independence says all white men are created equal. Equal to what? What men? Only white men. Isn't it something that they wrote this in 1776 when African Americans were enslaved? They weren't thinking about us then, but we're thinking about us now. The Declaration of Independence say we hold these truths to be self-evident. Yet 17 states have enacted voter suppression laws, Supreme Court gutted Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, unquote. In other words, an incoherent rambling of an ignorant, barely educated woman who happens to be a black African American, 13% double A hyphenated American minority. That's the second time Miss Waters made headlines this week. You might recall gropey Joe Biden spoke favorably of the 15 term congresswoman, suggesting at a bill signing ceremony that he hoped she would run for U.S. Senate. Oh, God in heaven, please help us if this ignorant, barely English-speaking moron moves chambers. The comment from Maxine Waters came little more than an hour before Representative Cory Bush, a member of the squad, issued a similar statement. She wrote on Twitter, When they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this, the freedom they are referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. Well, you're an idiot, Cori Bush. And we'll talk more about Cori Bush here in just a few minutes. She, Maxine Waters, did make some true statements. But what these dark-skinned morons fail to appreciate is that their own black nation sold blacks into slavery in a legal exercise of commerce. We... The United States of America ended black slavery 158 plus years ago. And since then, as a nation, we have grown and overcome the evils of slavery 158 years ago. We have given black people free education and all the damn government handouts you could possibly imagine over the past 158 years since slavery was abolished, but yet they are never satisfied. They refuse as a race to become educated, to participate in the American experience. And all they want is more and more and more handed to them. They refuse to do like the Vietnamese did, assimilate into society, become educated, learn to speak proper English, get jobs instead of commit crimes, contribute to the economy instead of constantly sucking from it. Abraham Lincoln was correct when he put a plan in place to ship all of the former slaves and their descendants back to Africa, educated, able to speak now another language, with more skills than they left Africa with. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, didn't. This is the Truth Hurts program. Oh, just imagine if the Democrats, the leftists, the socialists, the communists, the progressive woke morons actually did get their way 
in taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. Imagine the murder rate in the entire United States of America if we, as a nation, followed the examples of gun-free cities like Chicago, Illinois. You know, that town run by the lesbian bug-eyed freak, Lori Lightfoot. Imagine what America would be like if the whole country was as gun-free as Chicago. Imagine what America would be like if guns were illegal everywhere like they are in Chicago. 88 Chicago city residents were shot in the gun-free city of Chicago over the July 4th weekend, starting Friday and ending on Monday, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. You know, the leftist liberal rag newspaper who has no choice but to report those facts. All the news that's fit to wipe your ass with. Guess how many, by the way, of the 88 people shot in Chicago were 13% AA hyphenated American minorities? I can't give you the exact number, but it's all of them. <laughs> Every one of them. Chicago suffered another violent weekend over the Independence Day holiday with at least 88 people shot since Friday, and 14 of them were given independence from life. In other words, moited, killed, done away with. This according to news reports. A police commander and a sergeant were also shot while dispersing a crowd with the commander struck in the foot, the sergeant shot in the leg, according to that news outlet. Both were transported to the hospital. Their condition was not known. But they knew it was coming. The Chicago Police Department, that is. And the mayor, Lauren Leifer. Yay. Nothing was done about it, yet they knew it was coming. Nothing at all. Nothing was done. City officials had been bracing for an especially violent holiday weekend, which Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown dubbed, quote, the most critical weekend of the year, unquote, due to its, ready for this, historically high rates of violence. They knew it was coming. They did nothing about it. And Mayor Lauren Lightfoot, Democrat, Blafrican American, bug-eyed, lesbian, married to another lesbian woman, Mayor, has the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall to blame the rise in gun violence in her city on the neighboring state of Indiana. She's trying to make an excuse because Chicago thugs will go over into Indiana and pull on door handles of cars and steal guns from Indiana citizens who have no gun restrictions on their lives and on the ability of Chicago people to go to pawn shops and gun shops in Indiana to buy guns as if that's something wrong. It's funny, Indiana doesn't have near the amount of violence from guns as your city alone in Chicago, Ms. Lightfoot. They knew it was coming. They did nothing. They did nothing at all. After Chicago aldermen called a special meeting of the city council on Friday, the police department announced a July 4th weekend violence mitigation plan, which allegedly focused on 15 violence-prone areas within the city and they canceled days off for police officers who ended up having to work 12-hour shifts instead of their normal eight. 
They made plans to mitigate the violence, according to the mayor and the police superintendent. And yet still, 88 people were shot and 14 killed by guns. Remember, guns are illegal in Chicago. It's illegal to have one. So illegally possessed guns killed people in a gun-free city. Chicago has suffered 326 murders from the time period of January 1st, 2021 through July the 5th, 2021. The period of time in which this nation was governed by President Gropey Joe Biden and Vice President Camelto Harris. There have been 1,489 shooting incidents in the city this year since Gropey Joe took office in a gun-free city, and it is an increase of 12% over last year and 35% increase since 2019. The spike in violent crimes comes amid tension at the national level over funding for police departments. Remember, Democrats have been calling to defund the police since a year before Gropey Joe was elected. Some on the left have called for defunding police departments and reallocating money to other community concerns such as housing and free Obama phones and mental health programs. Hell, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is trying to blame Republicans for wanting to defund police. Imagine that lie. And some stupid people actually believe her. The White House puppet behind the podium, Jen Psaki, tried to blame Republicans, claiming the GOP is the party of defunding police because they shot down gropey Joe Biden's multi-trillion dollar bullshit so-called rescue plan, a boondoggle pork barrel program, and nothing could be further from the truth. Republicans are pro-police. Democrats are anti-police. She's gaslighting again, but the media won't report that reality. They tote the Democrat Party line. This is the Truth Hurts program. According to Business Insider, U.S. troops left their key Afghanistan base at 3 a.m. one morning without so much as telling their allies anything about their departure. They left 5,000 Taliban prisoners in their cells and they abandoned that key Air Force base in Afghanistan in the dead of night without bothering to tell the people they were supposed to be turning the keys over to, you know, their Afghani allies. This, according to the base's new commander, General Asdullah Kohistani. He is the general of the Afghan National Security and Defense Force. He told the British Broadcasting Company that the U.S. forces left Bagram Airfield at 3 a.m. local time last Friday without so much as uttering a word to the Afghan counterparts. They also shut off the electricity when they left, according to the Associated Press. General Kohistani told the Associated Press, We heard some rumor that the Americans simply left Bagram. And finally, at 7 in the morning, we understood that it was confirmed they were already gone. As many as 5,000 Taliban prisoners remained at the prison, 
the Department of Defense did not respond to any requests for comment. Bagram was captured during the 2001 invasion of Afghanistan and had been continuously occupied by U.S. forces since then. As you might recall, gropey Joe Biden, your so-called president, announced plans back in April to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan by September 11th of 2021. You know, the 20th anniversary of the World Trade Center heinous attacks on our nation. But without one word of communication, no planning, no program put into place, Joe Biden simply surrendered the U.S. position like the feeble old prick coward that he is. As the U.S. departs Afghanistan for good, the Taliban are now gaining new ground throughout the country. It's like all of the hard work of Donald Trump in securing the peace in Afghanistan was for nothing. It's as if every single American soldier who was injured or killed died for nothing. Deborah Lyons is the U.S. envoy for Afghanistan. She said on June 22nd, the Taliban has currently taken control of 50 out of the country's 370 districts since the month of May. General Kohistani, the Afghan general, told the British Broadcasting Company that he expects the Taliban to waste no time in attacking Bagram as they make movements in the rural areas nearby so that they can free the 5,000 prisoners. After the U.S. departed Bagram and before the National Security and Defense Forces of Afghanistan moved in, a group of looters entered the base and collected all kinds of items that the troops had left behind. But who cares, right? The soldiers who gave their lives in the Middle East are dead now, right, Gropey Joe? Their families don't matter to you at all. Dead men can't vote. Who cares if they gave their lives to secure that region? You, Gropey Joe Biden, are a piss-poor excuse for a president. You are an embarrassment, and I am ashamed that they allow you to carry the title of president. This is the Truth Hurts program. Hey, boys and girls, you do realize there is one only national anthem. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? You know, that which used to be played at every sports venue before a game where people of all races would stand, remove their caps or their hats, place their hands over their hearts, and sing along to the national anthem of the United States of America. It's not a white national anthem. It's not an Asian national anthem. It's not a Hispanic national anthem. There are no such thing. But according to African Americans, there is allegedly now a black national anthem. But there's not. There is no such thing as a black national anthem. Because there's no such thing as a black United States. We are the United States of America. If you don't like it, leave. Go to Kenya. Go to Niger. Go to wherever the hell over there you want to go that's all black, if that's what you want. Start your own country. The backlash over Vanessa Williams performing for Independence Day occurred days before it even happened. Ms. Vanessa Williams hosted the PBS program on Sunday called A Capital Fourth. It was announced that she would sing Lift Every Voice and Sing, which has become known in black circles as the Black National Anthem. Bullshit. In the promotion leading up to the show, Ms. Williams talked about including that song. She said, It's in celebration of the wonderful opportunity that we now have to celebrate Juneteenth 
The former Miss America said, For we are reflective of the times. You might recall Juneteenth is now a federal holiday, thanks to gropey Joe Biden, and supposedly commemorates the final emancipation of African American slaves. What they fail to tell you is Juneteenth is June 19th, and the word Juneteenth is an Ebonics lazy black speech word that was made up. Juneteenthuses, you might recall, is the black African American 13% double A hyphenated minority admission of their own ignorance and stupidity in not realizing that they had been freed two years before in the year 1863. It wasn't until 1865 that blacks in Texas finally got the news that y'all don't be slaves no more. You might also note Miss Williams sang God Bless America earlier on that same program, but the black folks don't want you to realize that she Uncle Tommed and sang the real God Bless America. She refused to sing the Star Spangled Banner, the true national anthem of the United States. Conservative social media users jumped on the national anthem part of the black national anthem lie. They declared that terminology, black national anthem, as divisive, segregationist, racist, bigoted, and to have any anthem other than the star-spangled banner was offensive to the rest of America, the whole nation. The notion of the black this and the black that and the black the other thing is racist on its face, ridiculous at best, and it should be illegal. Black National Anthem, my white ass. This is the Truth Hurts program. Hello, crackers. Yo, white bread. Have you ever wanted to play the race card, but your skin is just too light? Is your hair too straight or too blonde? Do you have blue eyes? Is your nose pointy? You don't obviously have what it takes to be able to play the race card. Until now. New from Game Card Industry Syndicate is a full deck of 54 race cards that you can play anytime, any place that you want to. Four sets of 13 individual suits of cards plus two jokers that can be used in any situation where your white privilege is creating a scene. The deck includes 13 solid black cards, 13 dark brown cards, 13 light brown cards, and 13 Asian cards, complete with oriental numerals. There's also two jokers. One shows the face of Al Sharptongue and the other, Jesse, Jack's son. Your complete set of race cards is not available in stores, so you have to act now before this offer is censored by the mainstream media and social media platforms. Now even the fairest-skinned, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, freckle-faced conservative Caucasian can play the race card. To order, call toll-free 1-855-BIG-CHIP. That's 1-855-BIG-CHIP. Like the chip on the shoulders of those who don't want you to be able to play the race card. Operators are standing by. Ask now how you can add a deck of LGBTQ cards for use anytime you need a gay pass. Earlier I made a mention of Corey Bush, a member of the so-called squad, the shit squad. Yeah, let's go with that. I got your squad right here. 
Democrat Representative Cori Bush disputed the 4th of July message for Independence Day on Sunday, saying the holiday only represents freedom for white people. She says, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this, the freedom they are referring to is for white people. Bush is a member of that left-wing squad, and she wrote on Twitter during the 245th birthday celebration of independence of the United States, quote, this land is stolen land and black people still are not free, unquote. Black people still aren't free? I don't see, hang on, I'm looking outside. I don't see any blacks in chains. I don't see any white people cracking whips and making black people pick cotton or watermelons or fry them up some chicken, some chitlins, some collard greens, some cornbread. Black people aren't free, Corey. You were free, got a free public school education, went to a free college, got elected to Congress. Sounds like you're pretty free and you're black. What are you, retarded? Stupid? Just ignorant. Or are you race baiting? Black people can vote, drive, get jobs, get college degrees, move from here to there if they want. You say black people aren't free? You really are a moron, Corey. She wrote a few hours later in another follow-up tweet, quote, We know what our own freedom looked like in the slavery permitted under the 13th Amendment, unquote. Ignorance, stupid idiot. Newsflash, Corey. The 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution abolished slavery and involuntary servitude. The amendment was passed by Congress on January 31st. 1865 and ratified by the required 27 out of the then 36 states. She also says, end the war on drugs. Why? So your race of drug abusers can run around effed up on drugs all the time? Illegal drugs are illegal. She then says, end police violence. I've got an idea. Quit breaking the law, quit resisting arrest, quit attacking police officers, and there won't be any police violence. When the red and blue lights come on, simply comply with the lawful orders of a policeman. There won't be any violence. Then she says, end healthcare, housing, and education apartheid. You truly are an ignorant, stupid idiot. Get an education, get a job, pay your taxes and pay for your own health care, like the white people do, like the Asians do, like the Hispanics do. She then says, we are the experts in our own liberation and we won't stop until it's won, unquote. Your own liberation? Hop on a boat or a plane and go back to Africa if you want liberation, go. No one is stopping you in this land the United States of America, every man, every woman has the same right, no matter what race you belong to. You have the right to sit in class and learn that CAT is cat, DOG is dog, one plus one is two. Accept those realities, get a job, support the nation, contribute to instead of taking from. Black people are free and to say they are not is an absolute lie. Black people have every opportunity in this country, including the opportunity to run for Congress like Cori Bush did. 
To say they don't is an absolute lie. For what purpose do you want them to think of themselves as slaves when they aren't? Hateful, divisive lies, what Republican Senator Ted Cruz wrote in response. The left hates America. Believe them when they tell you this. Marjorie Taylor Greene wrote, You can stop with the racism now, Corey, and put your race card back in your pocket. Fourth of July freedom is for freedom for all from a tyrannical government. The bullshit race baiting continues, my friends, and there does not appear to be an end in sight. And that is such a shame. And now a word from the Joe Biden administration's Fair Housing Initiative. Did you move out of a blighted, high-crime, low-property-value, dangerous inner city? Did you move to the modern, clean, low-crime, high-property-value suburbs? That's not fair. The Joe Biden administration wants you to either move back to the inner city, or he's going to bring the inner city to your neighborhood. Coming soon to the clean suburbs. Affirmative action housing subsidies and initiatives. Yes, if there's any vacant land on or near your suburb, the Biden administration wants to mandate your county, township, suburb, or even cul-de-sac to build new, low-income, multifamily housing with your tax dollars. Enjoying your neighborhood with middle-income, single family dwellings? Not for long. Biden wants to put an end to your privileged lifestyle. Soon your suburban landscape will be littered with duplexes, fourplexes, Section 8 housing, and other low-cost housing alternatives just to make it fair to others. They destroyed your city, and now the Biden administration wants to force you into allowing them to come to your neighborhood. Why should you live in a low-crime area when they have to live in the high-crime inner city? It's just not fair. Who cares that you worked hard and paid a lot of money for the ability to escape the crime and the blight of the inner city? Those who refuse to work are, after all, entitled to the same quality of life, according to President Biden. Who cares if they don't work for it? The Biden Fair Housing Initiative is coming to your small town, and there's nothing you can do about it. Paid for with your tax dollars. Wow, where's the time gone today? That is going to wrap up this Tuesday morning edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Go out there and make it a great day in the land of the free for all, in the home of the brave, and unfortunately, the home of the sheeple who refuse to admit that they are being led to slaughter by a tyrannical government. Hmm. Scenario sound familiar? We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, The Truth Hurts Network.